Welcome to Offshore Eye by Appleby, covering offshore M&A insights and deal intelligence over the first half of 2018, from January to June. In most regions of the world, including offshore, the volume of deals has fallen back from the levels seen in the latter half of 2017. At the same time, value is firmly up, and firms in the region, as well as in Western Europe and North America in particular, are benefiting from a resurgent world economy. M&A also depends on confidence, and the markets continue to remain resilient in the face of several potentially negative factors, threatened trade wars, Brexit, unrest in the Middle East and unpredictable domestic politics, to name but a few. Dealmakers remain eager to grasp chances to make additions, sell off inessential subsidiaries and complete strategic tie-ups to propel growth. In the midst of this, the offshore region continues to play an important economic function. A recent research paper by the Institute of Economic Affairs noted that by mitigating instances of double and triple taxation, offshore centres raise aggregate investment, and we continue to see a very wide range of countries and industries taking advantage of these efficiencies. The International M&A Environment Growth in the global transactions market continues to be remarkably robust, with signs that investors are once again willing to take on big strategic mega-deals after a relatively quiet few quarters where mid-market deals were at the forefront. Thanks to a focus on consolidation in corporate Europe and a return to deal-making into the region by Asian companies, Western Europe is currently in the spotlight, with deal values up an impressive 56% year-on-year while volumes improved by 5%. The usual North American powerhouse was slightly more subdued, but still impressive. All other regions have shrunk back, and the sharp slowdown in China has continued from last year. Western Europe M&A activity continues to be robust. Low interest rates, positive economic growth and straightforward access to debt has meant that the local M&A market has been buoyant in recent years, but a flurry of major deals sent figures to new heights in the first half of 2018, even as the overall number of deals only increased at a more modest rate. Despite recent concerns over economic performance and the uncharted waters of Brexit ahead, companies around the world understand that Western Europe offers deep capital markets and experienced talent, and those competitive advantages will not disappear overnight. Arguably, the surrounding stigma from Brexit has suppressed local asset values, providing a rare opportunity for bold acquirers to pick up undervalued quality companies. In North America, the positive changes introduced by the US tax reform law and the general abundance of capital appear to have balanced out the volatility that hit equity markets early in 2018 and the new protectionist measures introduced worldwide. Corporate bidders' increasing firepower, appetite for riskier combinations, and desire to acquire technology to stay ahead of peers are driving rampant activity. This pursuit of technology is reshaping the traditional M&A landscape. With the rate of public listings in decline, there has been some concern that the market for viable M&A targets is gradually shrinking. Offsetting this, though, are companies increasingly prepared to make divestments of unwanted or valuable subsidiaries and departments. The M&A market is inexorably linked with business sentiment, corporate fundamentals and macroeconomic forces that can impact factors like access to financing. With all these indicators continuing to trend positively, the global M&A boom shows no signs of stopping. However, it remains to be seen what the repercussions are from the looming trade war sparked by President Trump against China. Looking to the future, interest rates across the globe will likely move higher, meaning that any companies hoping to finance an acquisition with debt will likely face higher costs if they delay for too long. 
Altogether, 2018 is unlikely to eclipse the record-setting numbers achieved in 2015, when many private equity-backed companies acquired pre-crisis had weathered the storm and were ready to be sold. But it is on pace for another outstanding year. The Offshore Region and Future Drivers So far this year, there has been $216 billion inbound into the offshore region, with an average deal size of $161 million, almost double last year's level. There are echoes of 2015, a remarkable year for offshore, which also came bursting out of the blocks. In total, 1,344 deals were recorded for the period, a 10% drop on the last six months of 2017, which was one of the most active six-month windows on record. To give a sense of scale, if offshore was a country, it would have been the ninth most targeted in the world, just behind Australia and ahead of South Korea. The most frequent types of deals are acquisitions, capital increases, usually a share issue, and taking minority stakes in other companies. In the past, these three were fairly evenly balanced, but over the last 18 months, acquisitions have moved notably ahead and now make up 40% of all deals. Increasingly, firms are choosing to top up an existing stake and secure control of an investment outright. This makes sense given increasing competition for quality targets, a low-risk environment, and easy access to finance, and this pattern is likely to continue for some time. Companies from over 40 other countries around the world have targeted offshore corporations over the course of the year. Despite curtailing its activities elsewhere, China remains the most prolific country by volume, but large deals have been originated from a diverse range of other countries, including Japan and France, the hardy perennials of the USA and the UK, as well as Ireland and the Netherlands. The year ahead. We believe that the following seven factors will influence M&A activity over the coming months. Rising government scrutiny and shifting views on the benefits of globalisation. Foreign investment has come under the spotlight with some nations raising new barriers to address national security concerns and allay populist fears. With President Trump's aggressive stance on trade, how will other major economies react? Countries are increasingly turning to foreign investment laws to block deals in sensitive industries, including the technology and utility sectors, while antitrust regulators have put up barriers to several multi-billion dollar transactions this year. Chinese outbound activity China's determination to carefully manage the levers of economic power should not be underestimated, but nor should its resolve to make a success of its Belt and Road Initiative to build new trade routes and economic ties across Asia, Europe, the Middle East and Africa. The current severe downturn in outbound activity is therefore likely to be short-lived. Private equity at a crossroads Private equity firms have record amounts of dry powder and are finding innovative ways to deploy it but challenges remain with high valuations and rising competition from free-spending corporations with lower performance expectations. If managers struggle to deploy cash, they will have to return more to investors, leading to disappointing returns. They also risk coming under growing pressure to deploy funds and deals for the sake of it, increasing their risk and the potential for poor returns. Changing sector dynamics Sectors such as healthcare, retail and the media are going through a period of realignment. Buyers are paying large multiples for high-quality companies that are a good strategic fit and are also prepared to make expansionary deals, allowing companies to diversify and build revenues in new markets. In addition, specialisation in key product areas and disposal of non-core assets are trending themes.
US activity will pick up. The cut in headline corporate tax rates and the introduction of reliefs on capital expenditure, along with incentives to repatriate US corporate cash held overseas, have already started to make waves. Corporate confidence, an essential ingredient for M&A, is likely to remain strong. Public US corporations facing concerns about disappointing shareholders expecting high growth rates will look to make dramatic deals. Technology in the spotlight. Technology companies have long been the poster boy of M&A, launching eye-catching IPOs, moving into other sectors and buying up exciting new tech startups. However, the growing debate about the size of some of these companies and also how they handle private information could change the landscape, particularly if it leads to stiffer regulation. Increasing shareholder activism worldwide. Increasing shareholder activism worldwide has also injected a great deal of uncertainty in pending transactions, as investors have increasingly been siding with hedge funds seeking to force strategic and corporate management change. Shareholder approval is now no longer a given. Shareholders want more than after-the-fact quarterly reports, demanding strategic plans with objectives that they can hold the companies to moving forward. Biggest inbound deals Every deal in the offshore top 10 is worth well over $2 billion. However, by far the highest value deal announced so far in 2018 has been the $62 billion acquisition of Jersey Incorporated Shire PLC by Japan's Takeda Pharmaceutical Company. It was announced that the acquisition will accelerate Takeda's strategic transformation and strong combined cash flows will enable continued investment in research and development. Takeda's takeover will radically transform the Japanese drug maker giving it wider reach and strengthening its global pipeline for lucrative products that treat rare diseases. Acquisitions in the non-life insurance sector make up two of this year's highest value deals. However, the spread of sectors is indicative of the unique must-have qualities of major purchases, which affects all sectors in expansion and consolidation mode right now. Billion-dollar deals are now a frequent sight in the region, and there have been 28 reported this year. Less common are mega-deals, which are valued at over $5 billion. The offshore region had only experienced one before 2012, but since then there have been 28, including a remarkable six in 2018, indicating an extraordinary level of confidence among investors. The surge of big transactions has been bolstered by a desire by boards to head off disruptive technological threats and accelerate growth. Increasingly, though, regulators are putting mega-deals to greater scrutiny and the number of high-profile casualties of these investigations is likely to grow. Sector analysis Five major sectors make up the bulk of inbound offshore action. Finance and insurance This sector alone accounted for a third of all offshore activities seen so far this year. The financial services industry is undergoing a substantial shift with lenders, banks, insurers, fund managers and supporting companies' business models being upended by changing consumer demands, a new influx of competitors and increasingly onerous regulations. With the costs of compliance and technology also going up, many firms have seen their profits squeezed. They need greater scale to respond and M&A is the obvious solution. Mergers help spread out costs over larger platforms and allow companies to access emerging innovative technologies and modernise operating models. Acquisitions of regulatory and compliance support services as well as fintech companies, are also attractive. Manufacturing The manufacturing industry covers an enormous range of activities, from processing raw materials to creating everyday products and foodstuffs, 
as well as high-tech and innovative products such as iPhones or Dyson vacuum cleaners. The aforementioned purchase of Shire Pharmaceutical Manufacturing weighs heavily on this sector, but manufacturers of basic metals such as aluminium, zinc and copper and electronics have also been popular targets. Construction There are three sectors of construction, buildings, infrastructure and industrial, and all three are currently benefiting from supported market conditions, as well as developments in society expectations, such as flexible living and working spaces, and the need to replace ageing infrastructure. Wholesale and retail trade Rapid changes to shopping habits are altering the retail landscape and encouraging investment in new clothing outlets and rapid transformation for the digital age. On the wholesale side, chemicals, jewellery and cosmetics were particularly popular investment targets. Information and communications The impact of developments in the information and communications sector has been one of the main business themes of the past decade. Digital platforms are ideally placed to disrupt established service and distribution channels and no sector has been untouched. Cross-sector deals frequently reference this sector as incumbent companies look to defend their business models and retain competitive advantages by acquiring technology. All sectors face huge demand for transformation and innovation that will drive greater consumer engagement and growth and keep them competitive. New technology is seen as the obvious route to this, but unless non-tech companies have the resources in-house to write their own software and algorithms, and most are not, M&A may be the best option to keep pace with dynamic change. Fast growth subsectors. Construction of specialised projects such as bridges and hospitals continues to be very popular and has seen investment of almost $17 billion, already equaling the 2017 total. Other fast-growing sectors include information service activities such as data processing and web hosting and other activities auxiliary to financial services which includes brokers, investment advisors and fiduciary services. The rise in price of commodities has seen further investment in oil and gas extraction services. Food manufacturing is also on the up. Initial public offerings. In 2016, companies delayed IPOs amid heightened volatility in the financial markets. This pent-up demand was released in 2017, and despite some stock market turbulence earlier in the year, 2018 has continued this trend, with 180 companies announcing their intention to go public. Most years have typically seen about 195 IPO announcements over the course of the whole year. Robust M&A and IPO cycles tend to flow together, each feeding the other, so this continued strength is not surprising. Pent-up investor demand for fast-growth investments, including small-cap listings, make it a good time to go public. Economic conditions remain encouraging, equity valuations remain high in many parts of the world, and interest rates remain low. The top sector for announced offshore IPOs is information service activities, while another popular field is financial services. Both are benefiting from the positive effects of dramatic change in their underlying industries. Construction and real estate companies, keen to take advantage of a strong housing market, are also launching IPOs in order to retire debt and to invest in ongoing projects. High-tech and software publishers, along with financial and insurance services, will continue to drive IPO listings throughout the second half of 2018. We are also seeing wholesalers from a wide range of backgrounds tapping the public markets for extra working capital. Appleby has recently assisted wholesalers in products ranging from furniture to chicken broilers and these companies are using the capital raised for purposes ranging from the purchase of new machinery to securing exclusive distribution rights. 
The length of time for an IPO announcement through to a successful exchange listing continues to increase and is now almost at six months. This is partly due to the complex nature of the process and partly down to timing a suitable IPO window in a volatile market. Flexibility in timing and pricing and having well-prepared and experienced advisors are key success factors for this critical stage in a company's development. Popular exchanges for listing. 80 offshore companies have successfully completed their listing so far this year. Traditionally, IPOs are slow starters to the calendar year, but this marks the busiest first six-month period that the offshore region has ever seen. Offshore IPOs typically occur on exchanges in either the US, London or Hong Kong. The latter is an especially popular choice, with Cayman companies in particular currently queuing up to list on the exchange. Asian companies looking to incorporate, particularly Chinese ones, often find the relative straightforwardness of the Cayman Islands legislation attractive and legal teams such as Applebee's are on the ground in Hong Kong and Shanghai with a clear Asian focus. When the time comes to launch an IPO, the Stock Exchange of Hong Kong or its related growth enterprise market are a natural fit. Geographic Trends with many countries around the world reporting a downturn in activity this year, it is gratifying to see the Isle of Man and Jersey in positive territory, while Hong Kong also continues on its upward trajectory. With Guernsey's deal volume remaining nicely steady, the Crown dependencies are making a strong showing in 2018, with investment funds and manufacturing companies featuring prominently. The International Stock Exchange, which is headquartered in Guernsey, also reported impressive growth in the rate of new listings. Collectively, the three jurisdictions show a strong preference for domestic deals, such as a Jersey company buying another Jersey company, indicating plenty of faith in the local economies and a recognition that there are local targets worth investing in. Cayman, Hong Kong and Mauritius all act as gateways, particularly with regards to Asia and Africa. As such, cross-border activity is much more prevalent there. Hong Kong continues to be busy despite international tensions over trade, as does Cayman, which, while down 9% in volume, remains the most active offshore jurisdiction. Cross-border staging post. Cross-border deal volume, where a deal occurs outside of a single country or region, has remained relatively steady in recent years, a little under one-tenth of all deals worldwide. Undone of this headline figure, though, there is considerable variation between regions, but offshore has always been an outlier, with a quarter of the action targeting the region coming from elsewhere in the world. Despite the high-profile recent move towards protectionism of certain industries, cross-border transactions are becoming increasingly common as companies and private equity groups pursue growth wherever it can be found, going global to find good assets. We expect to see this trend increase both offshore and worldwide, as economic trends, technology developments and increasingly sophisticated international law encourage companies to look beyond their shores. Acquirer deals. The offshore region works as a place for transactions to smoothly occur and consequently sees a lot of activity as a base for an acquisition to be made from. Outbound activity continues to hold its own against inbound action, maintaining a lead of about 300 deals. There were 1,640 outbound deals from offshore, worth a combined $187 billion, with offshore companies reaching out across some 75 countries outside the region. China, the USA and the UK make up the bulk of locations targeted, while Australia and Singapore have seen a lot of interest as well. Western Europe saw a high concentration of billion-dollar deals. Finland, Italy, Luxembourg, Spain, Switzerland and the UK were all recipients of high-value offshore attention. 
The top outbound deals were each worth over $3 billion and include the eye-catching purchase of Patron Spirits International, maker of the popular Patron Tequila, by global spirits giant Bacardi, headquartered in Bermuda. Tellingly though, half of the top 10 targets were data processing companies. The top sectors on the acquisition trail are finance and information services, but these days they are now often hunting outside their own field. Finance companies are keen to gain a technological advantage, while at the same time technology stalwarts are increasingly attempting to disrupt traditional business models and are using M&A to gain access to new clients, licenses and expertise. Cross-sector deals are expected to continue at a healthy pace. Private equity The private equity industry is currently experiencing growing pains as it continues to mature and escalate its prominence. On the one hand, it is flush with cash from successful fundraising, particularly from institutional investors looking to boost their returns. On the other hand, attractive yet reasonably priced targets are becoming harder to find and funds are under pressure to spend and are paying high prices for assets in a highly competitive environment. Worldwide, private equity buyers maintain their brisk pace of deal-making in the first half of 2018 and they are making larger acquisitions, with some managers clubbing together to spread their risk and acquire assets that may otherwise have been out of reach. This trend will likely lead median buyout sizes higher in future. With an eye on a five-year investment window, private equity prefers good risk visibility with unknowns such as the short-term impact of Brexit likely to funnel investment elsewhere. However, with new portfolio companies now integrated following last year's high levels of action and the potential impacts of US tax law changes now assimilated, there should be little ebb in overall private equity activity during the rest of 2018. Firms have both the dry powder and the impetus to make deals happen, outweighing any trepidations surrounding a downturn in the market. High valuations are the most likely break keeping private equity firms from being even more active in deploying capital. As the pace of deal-making speeds up and competition increases for quality assets, there's a risk of overpaying for assets. In the face of this, private equity is developing its investment and risk models, making minority investments, establishing a specific sector focus, partnering with other investment firms and moving away from public to private deals and focusing instead on the divestments made by large existing companies. Offshore private equity activity in 2018 Since the start of 2018, there have been 66 deals targeting offshore incorporated companies which were financed via private equity and venture capital, very much in line with the figures we have recorded over the past four years since the industry began to pick itself up following the economic crisis. These 2018 deals had a total value of $6.8 billion, which is slightly lower than we've become used to seeing. Data processing and scientific research and development companies were particularly popular, both young sectors full of companies with some risk but also plenty of future potential, making them a good fit for private equity. The exit cycle has declined of late, as private equity companies have now largely offloaded any remaining legacy investments made during the market euphoria prior to the global financial crisis of 2007 and 8. We are now in a new cycle, and exits are proceeding in a more orderly fashion, with just 12 announced from offshore this year. This decline in exits is a pattern repeated in other regions, possibly reflecting the fact that many private equity firms are now holding on to assets for longer. In addition to this activity, there are almost 300 private equity fund managers with their headquarters in an offshore location, and there are many more with secondary offices present. From this base, these managers invest in companies and markets around the world. 
The offshore region holds a special appeal for private equity companies due to the regulatory regimes of those financial centres, which permit much more flexibility over the investing and risk management tools the funds may use, as well as being more suited to an international institutional investor base, which require higher standards of corporate governance and tax transparency. In conclusion, companies, regardless of industry, have sought to head off technological disruption and bolster revenue growth through acquisitions. Strong fundamentals, including high levels of corporate cash and affordable and accessible credit, are undoubtedly underpinning activity. Relatively high share prices have also provided companies with a currency to complete stock deals. From a technical perspective, M&A tends to follow a cycle of activity levels, and the sustained bull run inevitably leads to speculation over a future retrenchment. We expect the second half of the year to be busy, but no one can afford to ignore the threats posed by rising interest rates, increasing protectionism, a possible trade war, seemingly unsustainable valuations, and a volatile stock market. However, companies that prepare to move swiftly and have clear targets and prices in mind will undoubtedly meet with success. With a broad global footprint, strong working relationships with local regulators, and deep transactional experience, Applebee's M&A team is well positioned to swiftly advise clients on a wide range of M&A activities in the offshore region. For further information, please visit applebeeglobal.com.